0: Welcome. Thank you. We've been worshiping our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and sharing this meal and so there's a couple of great reasons why a story comes into this part of our service together and one of the reasons is because this is a family meal and we look around at one another and we see part of the family that belongs to Jesus. And like any good family meal, we talk to one another and we find out what's happening with our lives and we share together. And that is a great privilege. We don't often get to do it, but now and again here in Windsor, we, we just take time to hear people's story. But it's not just their story, although that'll be part of it, but it's really an opportunity to hear what Jesus means and what He's doing in our lives, and to understand something of uh, the power that we've been singing about. And so there's great continuity between those last three songs which uh, help us think about who Jesus is to us, and it's just fantastic. And so I'm wanting this part of our service as I introduce Yolanda, to be consistent with what we've just been doing as we've been thinking about who Jesus is, this same power lives in us. And a great reason and a great biblical basis for story, for testimony is from Revelation chapter 12, verse 11. I'm sure you know it. Where it talks about what it is to overcome the evil one. They overcame him by the blood of the Lamb, by their word of the testimony, and they didn't love their lives even to death. And those three things are reasons to overcome all of the stuff that Satan throws at us and the attacks that are part of our lives at times. And so testimony is part of that. It's something that helps us overcome. So as you hear Yolanda and hopefully enjoy her story and find out a bit more about her, Let's also hear what will overcome the evil one, and recognise that that word of testimony is a very powerful thing. So, Yolanda, you're welcome. Thank you. Uh, bienvenido.
1: Sorry.
0: Okay, you're right. Still <laughs> all right up there? Yeah. Yes, Good. I'm
1: just turning around a little. Good. Yes.
0: I'm, okay. Okay. I'll keep you right. Is that all right? There we go. If you swing the other way, I'll, I'll bring you. In. <laughs> Look, he's yeah. going. It's going, it's going. Ellie, just drop you down a wee bit. Is that yes. all right? Okay, hold on. Whoa, there oh, we go. That's better. Is that better? Okay, good. Yolanda, uh, tell us a bit about your family, uh, where you're from, and uh, just your home situation.
1: Okay, I come from Cuba. Uh, I have five brothers and one sister. I used to live in a farm, uh, no electricity, and... Um, A lovely childhood, because, you know, running in the farm, picking mangoes and um, not a Christian family, Uh, but thank God I got to know him. He has a plan for my life, and you will hear more when Gordon asks me more things.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah, we'll we'll definitely get there. Uh, But uh, growing up on a farm in Cuba, eating mangoes uh, all sounds wonderful. Uh, what are some of your childhood memories about the big influences on your life? Those were those are great things. Uh, anything else you want
1: to uh, say? Well, my mother was schizophrenic, and in Cuba there's a lot of uh, idol worshiping, and when my mother got ill, she say the idols were asking her to do things for for them. So my house was my house was hell. So I don't know if you know that Satan is real, but the wonderful thing to know is that God is. Better and is power, powerful, and we have the victory in him. But my childhood in that area was awful because it was um, a atmosphere of oppression. Um, it's terrible. I, I know nobody. I wish that to anybody to be in that situation, and especially when you are brought up and you, you don't know anything about God, yeah. and everything you know is, and if you do something, you're going to be punished. Yeah. And you see all of those idolatry and all of those rituals that they do is. Awful and scary.
0: Mm. Can you tell us a wee bit about that? Just uh, what the, I don't want you to dwell on stuff you don't want to talk about. But what?
1: Okay. When,
0: yeah.
1: Well, I'm going to tell you something that I haven't told anybody. It was, it's awful. When my mother was sick, she said that the idols was asking her to drink blood, and she will have blood of an animal beside the bedside table. Mm. So you can imagine, mm. and me as a child. And then I grew up with all of that. She never drank it, but it was there. And the oppression, mm-hmm. it, it's like the Bible says, we are fighting, our war is not against flesh and blood, but it's things that we don't see. And this is what I felt in my house. It was awful.
0: Uh, and Cuba, uh, we know a little bit about communist country, so perhaps the idea... By the government was that God doesn't exist. Is that right? But yes. there's still this spiritual oh yes, still is there. reality, yes. and uh, mm-hmm. you saw it then growing up in this home with idols and with with this sense of oppression.
1: Yes, but for yeah. the government, I don't know if the church is uh, like a threat. But all of those idol worshiping is fine. I think even they are involved in those things. Okay. But for the church, they will come and close churches and will burn the Bibles. When I went to Cuba a couple of years ago, they will send police secretly to see if they are talking against the revolution, and is, you know, all of those things, and you don't know okay. what yeah. is behind everything, and
0: yeah, yeah. So, so getting into satanic stuff is okay, but getting into Christian stuff no, is not, not okay. Wow, and we see in the today's edition of. WBC news mm-hmm. news about a, a church in Cuba that was threatened for closure. Seems like there's been a review there, but lots of other churches that are mm-hmm. uh, just being closed down. And uh, yeah, okay. So, how in that context did you first hear about Jesus?
1: Well, I was third year in university, and one of my friends, I told her how my house was and the atmosphere, and she said to me. Go to your house, and in Jesus' name, put all of those things in the bin. I said to her, I cannot do that. I'll be punished. She said, no, you won't be punished. But I didn't do it. I started visiting church with her two hours away from my house. And I started visiting church from there. I went to my house and then went to church every Sunday. And I talked to the pastor in church, and the pastor said to me, this is not your, your fight, Yolanda. Just pray, because God is the one who is going to deliver. So... I kept going to church. My relationship with my mother was awful. You can imagine. Light and darkness. Mm -hmm. And even if you don't want to, it's it's awful. So two years after that, my mother woke up one day and she said to me, I'm going to put all my idols in the bin, but don't ask me to come to church. Mm -hmm. So for me, that was amazing. That was wonderful. Mm -hmm. And then another day she said to me, when I read the Bible, I sleep so well. Mm -hmm. So it's wonderful how God works in in her. Mm -hmm. Now she died, I don't know where she was with God because I was living here, but God knows, and God is wonderful. Mm-hmm. And just to know that, and to see how she put all of those things on her own without me arguing with her, fighting, telling her that's rubbish, it was wonderful. Just to see God's power working just through prayer,
0: which is so. So many of us here, like myself, will grow up in a Christian home, uh, and it'll be part of our lives from the earliest memory. For you, there must have been this huge change then from all of that oppressive, dark background to discovering, as you said, the light Uh uh, and how it was powerful. In a sense, the word of your testimony was powerful in defeating Satan and the evil one. Yeah. So, tell us about how you then grew. Was there something about the decision that you made or was there something about your steps in following Christ that Made a change in your life?
1: Oh, definitely! Once and you know the truth, you're free. Mm -hmm. And when you live in lies, you're always believing the lies, and you never, you never see the light. Mm -hmm. But it's wonderful. It's a verse in the Bible, who's in Hosea, I think it is, who say, "My people were lost for lack of knowledge of understanding." I thank God, and He has a plan for me. Mm -hmm. How I see my life was God took me out of a very dark hole and said, "Yolanda." I have you here, and I'm going to transform you. And I just look back now, and I say, God, you're amazing. I, do, I can't stop thanking God enough for what he's done, what he's doing, and what will he do in my life. He is amazing, and we were singing those songs. The power we have in us is amazing. Don't let any, don't, don't think about negative things. The Bible says whatever is true, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, just think on those things. And what I noticed, because I was brought up with all of those lies, The lies keep coming to me, but now I know how to say no. Satan, get out. You don't have a place here. I belong to God. You are under my feet, and I'm head, not a tail. And it's wonderful just to see those thoughts come, come, and they just go away. They keep coming, but they have to go because they don't have space here. This is one thing that God wants from us. Don't allow a bear to come onto your head and put a nest in there. When he comes, take it out. Because if we start meditating on lies, we are not going to move forward. And the enemy come to steal the joy and everything that God has given us. Are we going to allow that? So this is, I thank God and he's teaching me daily and learning more and I cannot get enough of him Mm -hmm. because it's the joy that I have in him. I don't care about anything material. I need my spiritual growth just to know the knowledge and the wisdom of him and to know how to walk and how to, to be a light and to shine because he lives in me. So I have to represent who lives in me. So you are powerful because the King lives in you. Mm. It's wonderful what we have.
0: Praise God. Yeah, we see that in your life. Take us back to this third year student, okay, who encounters God through studying the Bible. Your life has changed. You're now basing your life on the truth of Christ, on his salvation, and... Fill in a little bit of the detail between there and meeting somebody who was a member of Windsor <laughs> Baptist Church. Because it's a big world.
1: Yes. Yeah. Well, in Cuba, there is, um, everybody had to hitchhike to go everywhere. So I was going to university to do my final exam to become a teacher. And I was in the motorway, and Gary was in a car. <laughs> I put my thumb out. He stopped for me. I never heard from him. in Three months later, I got a letter saying... He was arriving looking for me. So we started like that for two <laughs> years. I
0: think we should put Gary up here as well.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so for two years Gary kept going back and forth every two months or three months for a week. Then I came here for six months and then we went back to Cuba. Got married there. Then came back to live here. And I, I see everything God has planned. God is the best to put dates. It's wonderful. Mm-hmm. God is the best. So I came back here. I never planned in my life to study the Bible, to do, go to Bible college. Imagine studying the Bible in another language. Well, I went to Bible college, a three-year course. When I finished that course, um, I said, well, I don't know what I'm going to do with this. And are you going to ask me something? No, <laughs> so keep, keep going. Keep going. So I was here. And then one day I woke up and I was praying for my family in Cuba. And when I started praying for my mother, it was 10 o'clock in the morning here, my mother was sleeping in Cuba, I couldn't stop crying for, for her. And I say, God, I don't know why are you bringing those tears, but take them all out. At 4 o'clock in the afternoon, the phone rang, your mother dropped dead. So I arrived in Cuba for the funeral one week, and came back, and then my father got ill. I went to Cuba in April, in May for two months, and one day I was there, I woke up, and I say, God, use me, I'm ready. Now, that was my prayer. I don't know why I pray that, but how what I pray. Ten minutes didn't pass, and two ladies came to the door. Can you teach me about Jesus? Well, you could believe my, my reaction. I scream. Who wants me to teach him about Jesus? Oh, well, we do, and the housewives. Now, by that time, they haven't talked to the housewives. That was on Wednesday. On a Thursday morning, I have 40 ladies in my house. <laughs> how God does things, God is amazing. So I, have, I did that every day for two weeks. Then the people who were listening, then I was doing that, then they were working, they say, we want to hear about God. Can you teach us? So I have two Bible studies, one in the morning, one in the evening. Now if you ask me what do I prepare, God guide me because I didn't know what to teach them. But every day God gives me something for them. And so I left Cuba, introduced them to a house group and they were around the corner with 10, 10 or 12 other people. And that house group grew, so they have to move from there to a shelter. And the shelter from 20 people now is over 100 people. But they have opened 10 other churches in rural areas. So in all of those, they have 50, 60 people. So God is amazing. So some of those ladies who came to know God through me, now, it's nothing to do with me, it was God who did it. But now they are preaching, they are pastors, and they are leading in those rural areas, which is wonderful to see. How God, when you are ready, when you are, He wants us to be instruments, but instrument to be ready for Him. So, it's, for when I go to Cuba and I see them leading everybody, and it's amazing, it's wonderful.
0: So, these uh, forty ladies who came to Bible studies have started. Ten other churches?
1: Well, I left them introducing to the house group. Yes, house group. And the yeah. house group grew.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And now they, the pastor trained them, and yeah. he sent them to rural areas. And they are now pastors and around there.
0: And are they free to go out and to publicly uh, speak about Jesus? And, yes. Yeah. Yes. And what about uh, where they meet? Do they meet in homes, or are they meeting in...
1: Well, they meet wherever there's a shade yeah. to okay. meet. Right. On the trees, anywhere.
0: Right. Yeah. Great. Church without walls? Yes. Yeah, great. Very good. That's great. I know you've been helping them in different ways, and we as a church were able to associate with that a little bit. Do you want to tell us anything? Yes.
1: um, In Cuba, because there is no transport, so it's lorries who they, you know, sit in the back and it's like 100 people sit beside, behind, and they charge you like a boss, but it's lorries. So, I thank Windsor because they give me some money for Cuba and they bought a lorry. And it's been a a blessing. At the moment, the lorry is broken. But it's been amazing because people who got into the car were listening to Christian music. They were transporting them from place to place. And so, it's wonderful because you're part of that as well. It's not just me. And it's God, just to see how God put a seed and He just made it just to spread and just to, to grow.
0: As you think about all that you see God doing there and clearly working in building His church, what do you think we can learn from this? Certainly, it's great to be associated in some way, prayerfully and practically. But what could, what do you think God is doing in Cuba that we need to learn for our own uh, spiritual growth? And
1: I don't want anybody crosses me. No, go ahead.
0: <laughs> just yeah, just. <laughs> Just blame me. No, it's just,
1: I don't know, but we are more dependent on God. We don't depend on other things. Um, I don't know, because of the need of the country, I don't know. But we seek God for everything. We don't take decision without seeking him, without asking his guidance. Um, But here we have everything. Everything, you need material and everything. And sometimes we fill our heart with those things instead, with the right things that we need in, in that area. And while we keep doing that, nothing is going to, not going to improve. And God wants us to walk, to depend on him. Our eyes focus on him, that doesn't change, no matter circumstances. And material things come and go, but he stay, and he gives us life. And so I don't know, but God is wonderful.
0: <laughs> Yolanda, I'd love to hear a lot more about this, and uh, I'm sure that you would... Uh, it Excite happens. us as you, as you talk about what God is doing there. I, I guess, as I see you, an evangelist and a, a, an encourager of others, uh, what do you think we as a church could do to uh, continue to pray for and, and support the church in Cuba?
1: Um, so I'm going to say something else and came to my mind now. One good thing that God doesn't want is pride. God wants us humble, and He will exalt us, but we, we are too proud to come and share things with other people for what other people think, or for whatever reason, or thinking that we are better. God is the best. We are who we are because He lives in us. Imagine us without Him, we'll be dead, like we'll be walking but not nothing, not life in us. So. Just, just to encourage you. If there's any pride in the heart, that is not pleasing to God, and God is going to glorify, we're going to glorify God by us humble ourselves and letting Him use us as His instrument here on, on Earth. Sorry, what did you ask again? <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, can't remember. <laughs> Sorry. But, uh, yeah, just thinking about that. We we are often trying to be too independent, maybe, and, and not willing to say, hey, I need some help here. Yes. Is that,
1: is well, that was, uh uh-huh.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, and maybe on the back of that, I could mention that tonight and subsequent Sunday nights, we're going to offer the opportunity to pray for each other. And that could be with the person beside you. It could be coming to the front and just asking somebody to pray. And there's going to be a couple of people from uh, prayer support team, prayer ministry team, Who would just listen to stuff that's going on. It might be something about you, might be something about uh, a concern that you have for somebody else, but please do do that. And I think that's something that we can learn from our brothers and sisters around the world who have this sense of dependence, which is what I see Mm -hmm. in in, uh, your situation and in lots of other situations that uh, are so different from ours. We have, we have so much that's materially wonderful and uh, in some ways a blessing, but it often inhibits that cry, Lord, I need you uh-huh. for everything. And uh, yeah, I can't remember where I was going to go back to after that, Yolanda. But Sorry. as you think about uh, your family and your friends in Cuba, how can we pray for them? How can we pray for God to continue to deepen the work there, and uh, exalt Christ in your country?
1: Just for them to be to have a heart open to to the Lord and to have a ear who is opening to to listen to God's call mm-hmm. for them to be able and for myself because this is my prayer as well mm-hmm. to be able to uh, to you know respond to what he's calling us mm-hmm. and to prepare and to have wisdom mm-hmm. when we open our mouths to, to be you know helping people not to destroy people just you know with what we say, and... Uh,
0: What about, how can we pray for you and your family here? Tell us about your family here in uh, Lisburn, Hillsborough.
1: I have three children, they're lovely, and my husband, he's gorgeous. (laughs) Um, No, just pray just to grow, for my family to grow as a unity in Jesus and be dependent on him, and no matter matter what, for us just to seek God's wisdom and guidance in everything, and... I have teenagers and it's difficult things and come in life and so for me to know how to deal with things and life throughout me as with my teenagers and not to, you know, judge them or to, but to be there to support them and give them a word of wisdom for them to, to grow knowing mm-hmm. the right thing to do.
0: Yeah. Great. Great. we're going to pray for you in a minute and then we're going to sing a song, uh, partly in English, partly in Spanish. So you might need to help us with that. Okay. And uh, then we'll, ha- we'll have one more song before we finish. But uh, is there anything else you would like to say to us as your church family gathered around the Lord's table sharing something of, of testament? Anything else you want to throw in that you, you just want to add? No? No, no. Not now. <laughs> no, no. Okay. Uh, Will you be around afterwards? Oh, yes. Okay. Well, please do come and ask lots more questions, whether it's about uh, hitchhiking in Cuba or uh, just growing in Christ. So thank you so much. Thank you. uh, For sharing your story. And stay there, and we're going to pray for you, and then you can help us understand this song that we're going to sing. Okay. Yeah.